cybersecurity leaders share lessons learned from 2020, and securing the fifth domain under the Biden administration. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Anna Delaney, and a very happy new year to you. And so we begin again. We survived 2020, and what a year it was. A pandemic, the US elections, the SolarWinds hack. I think most of us are relieved to be starting afresh. So for this week's report, we thought we'd offer a few of the best interviews with cybersecurity leaders from the year that's been, all conducted by our senior vice president of editorial, Tom Field. The last couple of weeks has obviously been filled with the ongoing SolarWinds breach, but it's worth remembering that 2020 saw the three-year anniversary of the Equifax hack. Back in August, Tom spoke with Jamil Farshi, CISO at Equifax, who, since taking on the role in 2018, has led the firm through a security transformation program. Here he is, sharing the greatest lessons learned along the way. Number one, as we've discussed, I won't, I won't overdo it, but number one is culture. Do not overlook that, hands down. Um, if my, my theory is this, if you, you can have the best team in the world, uh, if you have a bad culture, they're not going to succeed. You can have a mediocre team, but if you have a great culture, they're probably going to do pretty well. Um, so that's number one. Number two is on the control side, focus on the fundamentals, the, the fancy new tools and stuff. They're all great and good. But it, if we look at those at the expense of just doing the basic things, like let's focus on patch management, let's make sure our certificates are up to date. Um, these, these core func functional things. Um, if we focus on those, we're going to stop 99.9% .9 of the, of the risks that we have out there on the compliance side. That's the third point. Focus on risk. We, in security in particular, we, because it's our job, we love to over-index on controls. But controls necessarily reduce the productivity of folks. Like they impede some sort of activity by definition. Um, and so establishing meaningful risk, risk practices um, and governance allows you to be able to position yourself to both defend against the risks while at the same time enabling and supporting the business at large. And then the fourth point, fourth and final point is uh, your customers. Being able to emphasize what they, what they need, what they want, and partnering with them. Um, I think a lot of security organizations view us and, and a lot of folks view us as sort of the, the folks in the boiler room and, you know, we're going to do our job and no one's going to think about it. But there's a tremendous amount of value that security can add. Not only do we, should we be playing a part in virtually all product development and any sort of techno, technical delivery service aspects, but we can also help our customers by virtue of threat intelligence, providing them best practices and insights, um, helping them with some of their challenges, uh, whether it's from uh, working on the regulatory stuff like I was talking about earlier, or it's just providing the, the meat and potatoes, hey, here's a particular threat actor and it looks like they might be targeting your industry those things are really useful to them. And so I think if you focus on those four key things, you're gonna be in pretty good shape. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Another cybersecurity leader who is worth listening to is Alyssa Dr. J. Abdullah, who's MasterCard's Deputy Chief Security Officer. Here she is sharing advice on refining cybersecurity processes and leadership techniques. When I think about processes and techniques, you know, I always say, let's not forget about the basics. Let's not forget about, forget about the fact that we have to have good governance. We have to have repeatable processes. We have to 
um, remember our patching and remedi remediating vulnerabilities, that those things aren't overlooked. The other thing that I want to mention kind of in techniques are the way we information share and the way we collaborate. It cannot be done in a siloed way. I really think that the adversary, you know, when I put my hat on as the adversary, the adversary is not saying, you know, we're only going to focus on financial sector. We're only going to focus on healthcare. The adversary doesn't do that. They share. The dark web is a, is a huge platform to share, to share everything. And you use it the best way you can. And we have to continue to do that in the private sector with public and private partnerships and within the public sector. We all have to share, whether sharing signatures, whether uh, uh, it's sharing techniques and methods, whether it's sharing, you know, how do we use this tool? How do you use this tool in your organization? We have to do that in order to, to fight this. This is an arms war. I, you know, I, I say that a lot. It's, it's a race, you know, to, to the finish line, which the finish line keeps moving. There is no finish line. But it's a race to make sure that we're all in this fight together and that we're using and implementing the right processes and things in the same way so that the adversary can't hop from, from one company to another company to another company and use the same things. If we're all sharing together and we're all collaborating, then it makes it less, less likely and less, less possible that he'll get in. And finally, as we embrace the new year, the U.S. and the world will also welcome a new U.S. administration and president later this month. So when it comes to cybersecurity, what should a President Biden expect? Here's Tom Kellerman, head of cybersecurity strategy at VMware, on how he expects geopolitics to manifest in cyberspace over the next few years and where should Biden's priorities lie in securing the fifth domain? Well, I think... Um Cyber warfare and cyber espionage and cyber sanctions uh, will increase. Um, they will become an element of soft power. I also think that a Biden administration will, will actually invest heavily, um, whether it has to be through executive order or whether it has to be through congressional appropriation to improve critical infrastructure security, specifically electoral and election security. There's a possibility that there could be an effort a successful effort afoot on Capitol Hill that might be embraced by the Biden administration per dismantling some of the monopolies that, are, that exist in Silicon Valley. And I think that's going to be quite interesting to watch. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I would just say it's something we should watch. Now, you had the opportunity a dozen years ago to be a part of the committee that informed the Obama administration's approach to cybersecurity. Uh, the world has changed significantly since then. What should some of the cybersecurity priorities be for the Biden administration? Well, immediately they have to appoint a cyber czar at the National Security Council immediately to be a coordinator. Uh, I think they should give control of cybersecurity mandates back to CISA and take it out of OMB. That happened once before. It should go back to that because CISA has the expertise. OMB does not. I think they should mandate that CISOs are elevated to be equal to CIOs across government agencies and given correspondent budgets and authorities. I think that they very well, very well might move Secret Service back into Treasury, where they could have much more of an impact as it relates to going after the illicit proceeds of the dark web. And, I, and there is actually a movement afoot to embrace one of my public policy ideas, which is to modernize forfeiture laws and money laundering laws to, to create a basically a super fund of forfeited assets from the dark web that can be used to fund not only critical infrastructure protection domestically, 
and law enforcement training domestically, but also provide tax credits to businesses to invest in cybersecurity. And so I think those are some significant elements. I also, I think from a military perspective, the future of warfare will be specific to satellites, drones, and missiles, all of which controlled by cyber, and thus heavy investment into asymmetrical cyber attack capabilities will be occurring simultaneously. That's it from ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney, wishing you a safe and healthy new year. Thank you.